This is Rob Orham. Thanks for listening to my podcast. The next episode will start in just a moment. But before it does, I'd like to ask you for a favor. Actually, two favors. If you're finding my podcast to be helpful to you, it would be really helpful to me if you would click on the follow or subscribe button. There's no cost involved at all, but that would just help boost my listenership. Also, if you'd be willing to just take a minute and write a brief review, that would be really helpful to me as well. Thanks for considering doing that. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome back. I want to start off today by asking you a question. Actually, a a really personal question. Are you ready? What are you most tempted by in your life? In other words, what do you fight against the most in your mind and your heart? Maybe it's eating, or drinking, or spending. Maybe it's thinking certain bad thoughts, or having particularly inappropriate desires. Maybe it's getting angry, losing your temper. Maybe it's lying, or cheating, or stealing. Maybe it's looking at porn. Or maybe right now you're being tempted to have an affair. Well, this leads me to a second question for you. You ready? How are you dealing with this temptation in your life? What are you doing to combat it? And how is that working for you? Honestly, you know, when we think about it, we really shouldn't be surprised at how much we struggle with temptation. Why? Because we are surrounded by it and we are bombarded with it every moment of every day. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, temptation is just one click of a button, one thought, one glance, one word one decision away. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we have to admit there is something exciting about temptation, something stimulating. I mean, that's part of its appeal, isn't it? Temptation is interesting. It can get our blood flowing. Something else that you might not realize. Many times we're being tempted to do something to meet a very legitimate need in our lives. And it's a need that isn't currently being met in an appropriate, healthy way. And so we're tempted to get that need met in an inappropriate way. Let me give you some examples. It might be intimacy. It might be stress relief. Excitement, love, acceptance, connection, fulfillment, rest, purpose. These are all valid 
understandable needs that we all experience. And the problem is when these needs aren't met in healthy, appropriate ways, like through our relationships with God, with our spouse, with our friends, when they're not met in appropriate ways, we can be tempted to try to get them met in the wrong ways. And that's what temptation is about. And another really important thing to remember and to realize is that once we've given in to something, once we've given in to a temptation, it becomes that much easier to do it again and again and again. And once we give in to temptation in our minds and our hearts, it's really easy for it to progress to our words and our actions. So, the question is, how can we be more successful at resisting temptation in our lives? And the good news is there are actually some very practical, tangible things we can do. But, before I talk about those, I need to ask you another critical question. Do you want to get well? Do you want to change? Do you want to get over this temptation? Or are you enjoying playing around with it? This is a real question for you to ask yourself honestly. I believe a big part of the problem of temptation is that we don't recognize that most of the things by which we're tempted, probably all of them, are sin. Things that God doesn't want us to do, but we don't take sin seriously enough. And because we don't, we continue to entertain the temptation. We continue to play around with it. You know, Jesus warned us to take sin so seriously that we should do whatever it takes to avoid it. He said, if something causes you to stumble, in other words, if something causes you to be tempted to sin, he said, cut it out. He said, if it's your eye, pluck it out. If it's your hand, cut it off. Now, obviously, he's using extreme language here to make a really important point. And the point is that we need to realize how serious sin is and we need to be willing to do whatever it takes to avoid it. So I ask you today, right now, as you think about the thing you're most tempted by, do you really want to get over this? Or on some level, are you still wanting to hold on to it? Now, you may be thinking, Rob, I do want to get over this, but I don't think I can. Or maybe you're thinking, if I'm honest, a part of me does and a part of me doesn't. And I appreciate your honesty. And this leads me to another important thing I have to say about this subject. You can't do this alone. You can't resist your temptations or get over them in your own strength and ability and wisdom and commitment. You can't. 
you need help. We all do. And that's where Jesus comes in. He is available to help you if you will let him. But you have to come to him humbly, believing in him, surrendering your life and your will to him. You have to let him be Lord. You have to make a decision to let him be in charge. If you do that, or if you've done that, then you've been what the Bible calls, what Jesus called, born again. And being born again means that you've been born now spiritually, and you have a new nature. And a part of your new life is that you now have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling you, living in you. And the Holy Spirit can enable you to do things you weren't able to do and aren't able to do now on your own. He is the strength you need to resist your temptations. So, now, assuming you truly do want to get well, and assuming you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, the next step you can take, that you need to take, is that you need to avoid situations in which you're being tempted. You need to stay away from places, from people, from circumstances where you know you're going to be tempted. This is a part of what Jesus was talking about when he said, pluck out your eye or cut off your hand. Again, you need to do whatever it takes to remove the aspects of your life that cause you to be tempted. Whatever it takes. Are you willing to do that? Another thing you need to do, you need to pray. You need to pray specifically. You need to talk to God specifically about the exact things you're struggling with, the specific things that are tempting you. Sometimes that can be hard for us. We want to talk to God in generalities, but there's something helpful, powerful, meaningful in talking to God about specifics. And as you're praying, specifically, you need to ask God to help you. God, I cannot resist this temptation on my own. I can't deal with this on my own. And you need to ask God to help you. And he can, and he will. And you need to believe that with his help, you can resist this temptation. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote. Many of us have heard these verses. This is from 1 Corinthians 10.13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. In other words, you're not alone. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is a promise from God. This is the truth. This is a reality that as a Christ follower, you can choose to believe. And you need to. Also, you need to understand the fact that the battle, 
the temptation battle begins in your mind. That's where it starts. And so you need to fill, intentionally fill your mind with the truth, what God says. Again, this is what Paul was encouraging us to do when he wrote this to the Philippians. This is Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about or meditate upon such things. The more you fill your mind with the truth of God, the less space there's going to be for tempting thoughts. And here's another thing that is really important that I want to remind you of. When you mess up, and you will mess up, I'm sorry to say, you will mess up because none of us are perfect. When you mess up, you need to remember again what God says. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. God promises that if we come to him humbly and honestly and confess or admit our sins and repent, we, don't, we want to change direction, that he is faithful, he is just, and he will forgive our sins and he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That is another promise from God that we need to remind ourselves of as we're battling with temptation, and especially when we lose a battle. Rather than condemning ourselves and beating ourselves up and just staying down in the pit, when we give in to temptation, we need instead to go to God, admit our mistake, confess our sin, and ask him for his forgiveness and his cleansing. Don't forget that part. And then we get up off our knees, we dust ourselves off, and we jump back into the battle again, knowing that God's love for us hasn't changed at all. That's who he is. And you know what? Sometimes we might need some help from somebody else. Maybe your temptation is actually an addiction. Or maybe you have deep, deep wounds inside of you from your past that are still affecting you, that need to be worked through and healed that are causing you to be tempted. So maybe you need to talk to someone, a family member, a friend, a trusted friend, a pastor, a professional counselor or therapist. Again, if you truly want to fight against and, and have victory over your temptation, you need to be willing to do whatever it takes, even if it means humbling yourself and reaching out for some help. Here's something else that I want to share with you. And I actually, I hate to say this, but it's the reality. Sometimes God may completely take away your temptation, just heal you of it, set you free from it. But sometimes he may not. In other words, 
Although he may enable you to have victory and resist your temptation, he may not ever completely remove it. It may be something that you have to fight against for the rest of your life. He might use this temptation as your thorn in the flesh, so to speak. And you remember, the Apostle Paul had a thorn in his flesh. Something in his life that he asked God to take away three times. We don't know exactly what it was, but here's the Apostle Paul asking God three times to take it away, and God didn't. Instead, God said to Paul, No, my strength is made perfect in your weakness, and my grace is sufficient for you. So what I'm saying is that God may allow your thorn in the flesh, your temptation to remain in your life, to keep you humble and dependent upon him. But remember, this life is not all there is. In fact, this life is a drop in the bucket compared to eternity. And in heaven, there will be no more struggle against temptation because everything and everyone will be perfect. We need to hold on tightly to this truth. And as I end this episode today, I want to remind you of the most beautiful truth of all. Are you ready for this? Here it is. Our Savior and our Lord Jesus understands our temptations. He knows what we're going through. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16 say, For we do not have a high priest, who is Jesus, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Did you hear that? He's been tempted in every way, yet he did not sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, to him, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Those are some of my favorite verses. Jesus understands our temptations because he's experienced them himself. He has experienced every kind of temptation we can imagine. Think about that. And yet, he resisted every one of them. So we can come to him freely, boldly. He wants us to come to him with our struggles and our temptations. He not only understands, but he can help us to resist them just as he did. So you don't have to be on your own in your struggle with temptation. Turn to Jesus. Ask him to help you. He's here. He's available. He understands. He loves you. He wants to help you. And he can.
Thanks for listening. I want to invite you to visit my website at roborum.com. That's R-O-B-B, two B's, O-R-A-M.com. You can learn more about me and my counseling practice, and you can also reach out to me to schedule an appointment or speaking engagement. And also, just a reminder, if you'd be willing to click on the follow or subscribe button and maybe write a brief review, that would be super helpful and appreciated. Thanks. Thanks.